So I want you to turn to Isaiah 42 and 43. Uh, and I want to talk to you tonight about future things. You know, it's, it's, it's a new year, right? Yeah, y'all real excited about that. <laughs> Happy New Year. And for some people's perspective, a new decade. It's always a, a great time to focus on the future and focus on God's purpose and plan for your life. And Isaiah 42 and 43 have, have gripped me all over again this past few weeks. And, and, and I've just, for myself personally, have been inspired and motivated uh, from the Word of God. And in fact, this, these passages have a, have a lot of different angles to them from the standpoint of their impact, number one, when you start reading through Isaiah 42, you as as a as a believer in today's world, he said, "My goodness, look at the 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 prophetic insight about Jesus coming and 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 liberating me from prison and 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 giving me a new life and forgiving me of my sin and putting a new song in my heart." How many of you like that right there? But it's also a prophetic insight to the children of Israel. And in their day and in Isaiah's day, uh, the children of Israel had been in bondage for 70 years in Babylonian captivity. And along comes Isaiah. Almost if you put yourself in Babylonian captivity, say you're 69 years old, you've been there all your life. Are you with me? And along comes Isaiah and says, uh, the former things have come to pass. Look in verse 9 of 42. And the new things I declare before they spring forth. Everybody say spring forth. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. And then verse 10, I, you could almost read this as a little sarcasm. So sing a new song to the Lord. And now if I were one of those Babylonian captives, I would have gone, are you kidding me? Sing a new song to the Lord. But he begins, and I'm going to tell you what he's doing. He's beginning to fan their faith for their future. You see, sometimes we get so stuck where we are, we lose vision and focus for the future. Are you with me? Say amen. And then you go over to Isaiah 43, uh, and he says basically the same thing. If you go to verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Everyone say new thing. Tell five people, God's a God of the new thing. Oh, just two, just do two. We'll be here all night. He's the God of the new thing. He said, don't remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'll do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? And so we see that the word of the Lord is coming to this children of Israel who have been in Babylonian captivity for 70 years and God is coming to them in the middle of their uh, 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 bondage, in the middle of their prison and he begins to fan the flames of faith in their heart because he has a purpose and a destiny and a reason for being for their lives. And I came all the way from Beaumont, Texas this afternoon Hopefully, maybe I can join in with the word of the Lord and the spirit of God and fan the flames of our faith for our future today. I don't know if you've been watching the news, but man, there's not a lot of good news, but that's why I read the Bible a lot because there's a lot of good news in the Bible, amen? In fact, I've read the end of the book and it's all good news. Come on now. Amen, are you with me? Say amen. And so he's a God of the new thing. 
And I believe, here's what I believe. In fact, I, I text uh, Pastor Matt something along these lines this morning. I sense something stirring. I sense something breaking out. I sense something new on the horizon. I don't know what it is. Hey, it's a new thing. And, hey, whatever God's up to, it's a good thing. It's a new thing. How many of you could use uh, an outpouring of something new and dynamic in your life? I just feel it. I said, I feel it. And I'm excited about what God is up to and, and, and it requires faith on our part. These children of Israel have been in bondage for 70 years and, and, and their faith was at an all-time low. I love what it says in Isaiah 42. He says, verse 2, He will not cry out nor raise his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoking flax he will not quench. Everybody say smoking flax. Man, that's something just barely there. In fact, I had this thought about a smoking flax. I don't, I don't even want to try to figure out what a flax is, but it, it can't smell very good. Anything that's just kind of smoldering has some kind of funky smell. But things that are aflame and burning bright have a, have a tendency to purify the air. And God looked down at these people, these bond, the children of Israel who were in bondage, and, and if there was a faith flame there, it was just barely there. And he came along in the middle of their heartache, in the middle of their trouble, in the middle of their trauma, in the middle of their depression, in the middle of their long-term prison sentence, and he said, let me tell you something, I'm not going to snuff you out. I came to fan the flames of your faith. Because if you're going to make it into your destiny, you're going to do so by having a great level of faith in your life. Amen. You know, 2020 is a time to get some vision. Have you ever, have you heard that yet? I was Googling around trying to figure out some creative sermon titles and, and uh, I, I thought something in my head about focus factor. I realized it's a pill. Then I found out there's extra strength. My wife, knowing me, she said, did they make that in gallon cans? You, you. We, need some, we need some focus for the future. We need some clarity for the future. We need, we need a, thus saith the Lord. For our future, and these children of Israel have been here 70 years, and all of a sudden Isaiah shows up. The past is the past, man. I'm going to tell you something before it happens. You better hang on. Things are about to get all exciting in your world. And I believe that's what God wants to do for us. I think he wants to give us faith for future things. Look at Isaiah 42, verse 9. Look what he says. I read it already. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and the new things I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. How many of you know faith comes by hearing what God has to say? He said, if you'll just hear what I have to say, I'm going to tell you some, some things about your future, but you've got to hear what, what it is, and you've got to get a hold of what I'm saying. If you get a hold of what I'm saying, then all, hey, then, then just, start, just start singing a new song. 
Sing a new song to the Lord. In other words, begin to stir up your faith for the future. Begin to sing a song to the Lord and His praise from the ends of the earth. I don't know all the countries that are rep represented here today, but if we all get a new song, we're going we're gonna to shake, rattle, and roll this earth. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? I'll beg for an amen. And so he's stirring up their faith. He's fanning into, the, into flame their faith. And so he just says, sing a new song. And then you go to Isaiah 43. I, I just got to read this. You don't have to preach much if you read this right here. You just follow me and just catch the thought of what God is doing for these people who've been in Babylonian captivity for 75 years and he's coming and showing up and all of a sudden out of, out of their trouble and trauma, his deliverance is, is coming. He says, but now, I love that. Everybody, how many of you appreciate God being a God of the now? He said, but now, says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. Everybody say, fear not. You know what he's saying? Have faith. Everybody say, fear not. Have faith. He says, fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. Now, these people have been in, I just can see some of those guys going, are you kidding me? But God goes on, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you through the rivers. They shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I'm about to get happy right now. I gave Egypt for your ransom and Ethiopia and Seba in your place since you were precious in my sight. And I bet some of them guys go, well, where were you for the last 75 years? Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored. I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you. Now, you follow me right here. And he says, people for your life, fear not. I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east. I will gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, hold not them. Do not keep them back. You know what he's, God's telling us? It's homecoming time. It's homecoming time. You're going home. It's family reunion here for you today. And, and, and I'm just seeing that some of them, just their faith began to arise. They're coming from the north, south, east, and west. No longer will you be in bondage, but you're going to get to go home finally. Somebody say amen. amen. Whoo. He's fanning their faith. He says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I've created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I've, oh, it just keeps going and going. And God is fanning their faith with the word of the Lord over their life. I pray for the next three days that'll be the case with you and I. And you know, one of the greatest benefits I have all year is coming and sitting in the pew and sitting in the chair and let these mighty men of God share the word of the Lord. And I go home and I am rejuvenated. My faith has been uh, fanned into a little flame and it begins to grow because of the word of the Lord. And so today I pray that you would see yourself in 2020 and beyond with a fiery faith to believe God for his best. I, something's going on and I think it's all good. Somebody say amen. amen. Whew. Let me break it down for you. Somebody say break it down preacher. Break it down. I'm going to just kind of elaborate 
and get out of your way here. But in Isaiah 43, he gives us a lot of avenues and ways and means to trust him and to believe him. If we have faith for future things, somebody say future things. In fact, what did he say about the future thing? He said it's going to spring forth. Everybody say spring forth. That's a, that's a horticultural, no, I can't even say the word, horticultural term. It has to do with things budding out. Don't you just love the spring? Man, I, we've already seen things budding out. It's, just, it's the middle of January. I've got a little bush at my lake house that is so crazy in the middle of dead of winter when everything is, is there's not a leaf anywhere. All of a sudden, a blossom hits this little bush. You wake up, go down there. What are you doing here? Don't you know what time it is? This is abnormal. This is unusual. You getting the picture? Come on now. I just believe when our faith begins to burn brighter, we're going to look around and go, <gasps> things will begin, <gasps> what are you doing here? Don't you know this is abnormal? This is unexpected. This is beautiful. It's a new thing. I don't know what your thing is, but man, I'm telling you, it's all good. Tell somebody, give them a little fist bump, say it's going to be all good. It's all good. Yeah, you may have to pass through the fire, but he'll be with you. You may have to walk through the water, but you'll not drown. Come on now. You got to go through some things to get to some things. But I'm telling you, what you're going to and what you're going through is nothing compared to what you're getting to. It's a new thing. It's about to spring forth. And so our faith is so important to get from there from there to there. And so here comes the prof prophecy coming to the children of Israel. <laughs> Come on, you smoking flax. <laughs> Fear not. <laughs> I'm about hyperventilated right there. I better get this going. I'm not supposed to have shortness of breath. When I had my stents put in in August, uh, I knew something was wrong because a friend of mine who had heart trouble told me, said, when your body starts speaking to you, you need to listen. Sometimes it's very quiet, but you listen. Hey, in fact, take it for what it is, a little piece of advice. At our age, when your body starts talking, it's never good news. My body hadn't regenerated itself. And so I began to listen to my body, and I thought something's wrong. And then one day, Beverly and I were working around the church. I had these teeny little feelings. I was like, and then one day, I just lost my breath. I sat down. Beverly said, you okay? I said, I, well, uh, I may be having a heart attack because I lost my breath. And so I went to the uh, cardio doctor, long, blah, blah. I had two stents put in. And I, I, I'm tempted to say good as new, but that's not really the case. But I shared that on Facebook. And I have a dear friend, Randy Sieber, who pastors a church in Dangerfield. He, I led him to the Lord when he's 17. We were both 17. And he saw that, and he said, i got to go to the doctor. He went to, his cardi he went to a cardiologist, and uh, normally what they do, they interview, talk to you, and then they send you through a stress test, 
And then if you do, if you do bad on that, they put you uh, arteriogram, which that's the real deal. That'll tell you exactly what's going on. And then you go from there. So my friend went in, cardiologist. She talked to him a little bit. And she said, well, we're going to schedule you for an arteriogram tomorrow. And he said, well, what about the stress test? She said, you already flunked it by your answers. <laughs> and they went in and did the arteriogram. And just like Marcos, they couldn't do anything. They said, we're going to have to do triple bypass on you. And so uh, they did. And, of course, we went to see him in the hospital. And he said, you saved my life again, Sammy. And I said, no, an old water wheel driller from Winsboro, Texas, who told me to listen to my body saved you, because that's what he told me. But I want to tell you, I, I got distracted. We got all night. Uh, uh, <coughs> I'm not supposed to get shortness of breath. Amen. Somebody say amen. So with that in mind, let me just break down Isaiah 43 with you for just a moment about faith for your future, faith for future things. Everyone says faith for future things. Tell somebody, spring forth. It's going to spring forth. Here we go. Let me break it down. I'm going to give you seven thoughts quickly from this chapter. If we're going to have faith for our future, if we're going to walk into the destiny of God, uh, if we're going to walk out of the prison house into the, uh, the penthouse for the glory of God, if we're going to move into the destiny that God has for us, we've got to have faith for our future. Let it begin right here, number one. We've got to have faith in our created origin. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you. Don't doubt what I have, I created you. And David said in Psalm 139, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And faith begins, and, and our journey into our destiny begins when we realize he has created us. He said, oh, Jacob, he who has formed you, you hey, before you were a twinkle in your daddy's eye, listen to me, God had you in mind, and he shaped you, and he formed you into his image. And my friend, that's where it all begins. God created me for a purpose. And he, you think about these kids that were in Babylonian captivity. All they ever knew was sadness. All they ever knew was sorrow. All they ever knew was bondage. And God, the prophetic word of God, came to them and said, God has created you. That changes everything. That in fact, I love what Paul said to the Ephesian church. Ephesians 2.10, he says, you are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for, come on now, good works which God has prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. 2020 is a year for us to get a hold of the good work of God in greater measure than ever before and realize that I was born for this. I was created by God to do what I'm doing today. Ooh, I'm about to come loose here in a moment. You got a little hanky, you can wave it at me and say, help him, Jesus. We got to have faith in our created origin. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. It doesn't matter how bad it was, wherever you came from. You are created by God for good works, which God has prepared beforehand. See, I just stumbled into missions work. 
all of a sudden I became a missionary. <laughs> Shared Jesus with thousands of people all around Mexico and Rio where we are this past year. Drilled water, twenty. I think we did 20 wells last year. Shared Jesus with Nathan Thompson. Where are you, Nathan? Nathan's help. Because I don't speak Espanol. I know taco and burrito. Pescado. Everything about lunch. I can interpret lunch. And then, of course, baño. Everybody has to know that you're going to get around town. We've shared Jesus. And I just realized I was, I was created by God for this. Amen. So we have to have faith in our created origin. Number two, I see in this passage, we have to have faith in our eternal redemption. Now, this is the crux of everything. Isaiah 43, 1, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have redeemed you. And then he says over in another verse, uh, he says, uh, I am your redeemer in verse 14. And so understand something about who we are. I don't care how long you were in Babylonian captivity or wherever you came from. God sent Jesus Christ. He paid a great price. I'm preaching the gospel now, Matt. He paid a great price. He died on a Calvary's cross. He was shed. His blood was shed. So you could go to heaven for goodness say you have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb it doesn't matter what the hey don't hey the past is the past don't remember that don't remember the past now, there's good things about the past we're talking about all this junk that keeps us from our destiny that robs us of our faith are you with me We've been redeemed. We used to sing that. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed. Filled with the Holy Ghost, I am all my sin. I've been redeemed. There you go. You probably need a banjo for that, but. We sang it. Man, you got to know that stuff. You're going to get from there to there. You're going to move into 2020 and begin to see this new thing spring forth. We go, oh my goodness, I'm going to die today. Oh my gosh, it's a new thing. You got to have faith in your created origin. You got to have faith in God's eternal redemption over your life. Paul told the Ephesians, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Peter said this knowing that you're not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold that perishes. But you've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you, that changes everything. When you realize, man, I don't care how long I've been there, God paid a great price to get me out of there and to get me over there and ultimately get me up there. Somebody say amen. 
So you're starting to walk a little better. You're starting to talk a little better when you realize I'm created by God. He has a plan and a purpose. I was born for this, for goodness sakes. God, before I was a twinkle in my daddy's eye, he created me, had a plan for me. He sent his son Jesus to die for me so I could come back into fellowship with him and not to sit around and just sing I've been redeemed, but to fulfill his kingdom purpose in the earth. Amen. To do something dynamic in 2020. Amen. So we have to have faith in our created origin, faith in our eternal redemption. And number three, we have to have faith in our God-given identity. He says in that verse one, he says, Man, listen, if you, can't, if you can't preach from Isaiah 43, one, you just can't preach. Fear not, I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. Anybody ever call you names? Sticks and stones. I make my bones. The words will never hurt you. The reality is the world around us tries to imprint an identity upon us. And most of it is not good. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Let me get 2020 vision here for you. Let me make sure I got it. The world sometimes tells this is who you are. You're no good. You're toe jam. And that's low, brother, if you're toe. You're this, you're that. And listen, if you listen to all that, you'll never be that. You'll never get that. You'll never go there. You'll never be what God wants you to be. You'll miss God's purpose and plan for your life. But you realize, who I was born for this. He created me. He redeemed me for goodness sake. He given me a new, new identity in him. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I'm not a rascal anymore. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I don't care what your mama said. I don't care what your daddy said. I don't care what your neighbor said. I don't care. In fact, we got to talk that way. I don't care what any devil said. I don't care what anybody said. I'm a child of God, blood bought, born again, created by God for his kingdom purposes. I've got a new identity. In fact, my Bible tells me I'm a royal generation. I'm a, I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. Man, I'm standing up already. I, I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a, this is where it all it makes sense. I'm a peculiar people. I am God's precious possession. That's who I am. I'm not a low life from Babylon. I got a new name. My Lord. I got a new identity in Him. We have to have faith in our created origin, faith in our eternal redemption, our faith in our God-given identity. If we're going to move into the new year, into the destiny of God and begin to see the new thing begin to spring forth in our life. And number four, we've got to have faith in our Father's abiding presence. Isaiah verse 2, 43 verse 2. When you pass through the water, I'll be with you. I'm going to tell you that's comforting to know. 
That's comforting to know. In fact, he says, verse 5, he says, fear not, I'm the Lord. I'll bring you. I'll get you through this. I'm going to be with you. Amen. I've been singing a song. Marcus isn't here. I'll try. Beverly Map, come help me. <laughs> I may just read the words. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my What's the words? The Son of God discloses. Come on, choir. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the we as we tarry there, none other has ever known. It's his abiding presence. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. He speaks, and the sound of his voice is so sweet. That the birds hush their singing And the melody that he gave to me Within my heart is ringing Come on, choir. And he with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has Help me, Jesus. Whoo. You got to have faith in his abiding presence. 
Jesus, the resurrected Christ, before he ascended to the right hand of the Father, he looked at his disciples after their 40-day leadership conference with the resurrected Christ, and he, he said, let me tell you something. Go into all the world. Listen, missionaries, pastors, friends, neighbors, countrymen, whoever you are today, we have a commission to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that he has commanded us. And lo, come on, somebody say, and lo, he is with me always, even to the end of the age. What a promise from God. Whew. Never leave you or forsake you. So as we move into the new year, as we move into 2020, as we prepare our hearts, as we get some extra strength focus on the faith of God in our life, we have to have faith in our created origin and realize I was born for this. We have to have faith in God's eternal redemption that he paid a price so I could uh, experience all this. And we have to have faith in our God-given identity that we now have a new name written down in heaven. And we have to have faith in God's abiding presence and number five have faith in our father's everlasting love everybody say he loves me verse four since you're precious in my sight you have been honored and I have loved you I just didn't start loving you I have always loved you it's everlasting. He'll never stop loving you. You know, I got three grown, three grown kids, six grandchildren, and a new puppy. I'm a happy man. <laughs> and every one of them have irritated me from time to time. But I still love them. I really love my puppy. We almost brought her. Wouldn't that have been stupid? <laughs> what were we thinking? How do you slip them at the buffet at Drury? Everybody's, hey, God loves us all. My grandbabies, my daughters, my son, my puppy. And puppies especially, man, you could holler at them. They just lick on you. All up in your business. God loves you. He always loved you. He never stopped loving you. He can't help it. You're just like a puppy. He loves you. He cares about you. And we have to have faith in his eternal and everlasting love for us. Lamentations 3, you know, it says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. God, wake up every morning and I realize God loves me just as much or more today as he did yesterday. Doesn't matter what I've been, he still loves me. And then number six, We've got to have faith in our God-given purpose. 
you're not an accident. You have a plan. And if you read through Isaiah 43, especially verse 8, it gets over there. He starts talking about purpose. Bring me out the blind people who have eyes, the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations, come on, I like that. If you like that, say amen. Let all the nations be gathered together. Let the people be assembled who among them can declare this. Show us former things. Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say it is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord. Jesus said, he said, before you leave Jerusalem, you wait for the promise of the Father, the power of the Holy Ghost to be my nursery workers in Jerusalem and Judea and To be my ushers, that's all part of, to be my witnesses. Listen, if we go through 2020 and we are not witnesses, we miss the new thing. Because the new thing has nothing to do with us. It moves through us and to us and through us. But it's about people who are lost and going to hell if we don't share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Amen. That's our purpose. And then finally... We've got to have faith not only in our God-given purpose, but as we move into the new year and we focus on future things. We have to have faith in our God-given provision. And you read through Isaiah 42 and 43, there is chock full of provision. And I know this conference is about provision. Uh, Well, no, wait. It's about destiny and purpose. But how many of you know it takes resources to accomplish His kingdom purposes? Amen? And everybody here wishes their name was Vicki Witt tonight. I know that. I'm with you. Hello, my name is Vicki Witt. I'm not being sarcastic. This works. I help the little girls from Durango, Mexico. Okay. I'm all in. I see you. Oh, wait. I said, uh, where, where is she? Is she here? There she is. I thought I saw you over there. <laughs> Way to go, Vicky. That's awesome. Hey, you read through its provision. He says, I'm going to bring justice. I'm going to bring hope. I'm going to provide future. I'm going to provide deliverance. You read it. We, I, I, can't, I don't need to go through all this. He, he comes and he prophesies and he declares to these people who have been in Babylonian captivity. He's saying, I'll give you everything you need. You need to understand you're not going to come up lacking on this deal. You're not going to come up short. I, when I come to do something, I come all in. I'm all in with you today. I know you've been hanging around here in Babylon for 70 years and something about your wick is about to be snuffed out. But I came prophetically, Isaiah. Uh, man, if I was Isaiah, I'd be preaching like this. Uh, I came to tell you that a smoking wick he will not snuff out a bruised reed he will not break I've come with the vision of God for your life I'm going to provide for you everything you need not just to get out of there but to move into the destiny of God for your life and see a new thing spring forth that you've never seen before man. Peter said this 
chapter 1, 2 Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given us everything, all things. Somebody say all things that pertain to life and godliness. You got to have faith in the provision of God for your life, for your ministry, for your future, for your destiny, for your family. Extra strength. Amen. Father, we thank you for the gift of faith. Even as a grain of mustard seed. To take us, Lord, through years of bondage and trouble and trauma, sadness and sorrow. Tonight, Lord. As we look to the future, we trust you. We are yours. We belong to you. You redeemed us. You took us out of bondage, placed us in your marvelous light, out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of your dear son. Lord, we know you'll always be with us. You'll love us for we have purpose and destiny. And you will provide for us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand together tonight. Let me just say, we look to him. For everything. I believe prophetically that faith will move us into the destiny of God for our life. Begin to fan, I want you right now to begin to fan your faith into flame. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. I'm singing a new song, Jesus. Even praise to our God. I sing a song to the Lord in my heart. I sing praises to my God. I declare that you are my creator and my redeemer. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said, Amen. Amen.